Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Hello and welcome. This is Polly, and this is the Simply Said podcast, where we talk about practical ways, meaning things even I can do to live well, do good, and be happy. We need that all the time, but I think we need this conversation now more than ever. You know, we all know about this virus that is contagious and spreading throughout, right? I'm home. I've been here about a month. I'm going to stay home until I know that we're safe and healthy for the rest of you out there. But there is something else other than coronavirus that spreads just as fast and just as widely. And this one is a whole lot more fun to talk about. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is, Sherry Sakanagi? Uh, I was so caught on that segue. That was just so beautiful. But yes, Polly, I do know. It's kindness. We're talking about kindness today. I'm here with my best bud and the writer at skinny-truth.com. Sherry Sakanagi. And today we're talking about kindness. Not just what we give out, not just how we act kindly, but what it does to us and others when we do, and how we feel when we're not given quite enough in our own mind, because I think that's part of it here too, right? Many of us are feeling all kinds of emotions as we go through this uh, stay-at-home order in most states and most countries throughout the world. And I'm fine doing that because I think staying at home is an act of kindness. It means I'm not potentially infecting you and you're not potentially infecting me because you're at home too and we're not touching surfaces and breathing on each other. And I'm willing to do that. Kindness looks all kinds of ways. And we know, too, based on research, that it spreads and that when we act kindly, it also improves our health. In a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, that's a mouthful, researchers from the University of California, San Diego, and Harvard show that cooperative behavior and kind of behavior is contagious. It spreads from person to person like a virus. When people experience kindness, they then pay it forward. Does that make sense? So if I act kindly and I do something for you, you're then going to go out and be kind to other people, people that I don't even know. We can reach each other this way. We can change each other and support each other this way. And what we have found is this kind of kindness The contagion effect creates a domino effect. One person's generosity spreads first to three other people and then to nine other people. And those three people initially interact with future three and nine and on and on and on in waves of kindness. Sherry, I mean, this is the kind of contagion I want to talk about. Seriously, that is just as contagious as the coronavirus. It is. And we end up feeling better. It's strange. I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, isn't it weird that staying home is an act of kindness? Like, had you said that a year ago, people would look at you like you're crazy. But um, yeah, kindness just really does look different this time. And it took me a a little bit to wrap my head about because when we've talked about kindness in the past, you think about kindness, you think of, you know, the things that, that we that are typical, you know, giving to charities, donating your time, um, 
things like that pop into your mind, but this has really reframed what it means to be kind. Absolutely. And I think we need to think about truly what kindness is. It's giving to others, right? And it's not just doing what we want to do. It's doing what others need us to do. In a very big way, though, I do think the thought is counts, right? I mean, I might not know what you need, but I might send a note of encouragement or drop something off at your house without knowing. And then you feel good anyhow, and I feel good too for being kindly. But there are people that are in real need. I, uh, I was out yesterday, I had to go to the pharmacy. And I wore a mask and I waited until there weren't very many people around. And I went in and I kept my distance. And there was an elderly man in there who did not have a mask, which was surprising me. And he looked very frail. And he was also waiting at the pharmacy next to me, far away from me, but next to me. And I thought, I'm being kind to wear a mask for him. You know, that was an act of kindness. I'm being kind to stay away from him. And I was worried for him because he looked like he could be somebody that, uh, you know, inadvertently would, would get very sick from the coronavirus. Who knows? But it made me think about me doing that for a complete stranger. It wasn't to protect me. The mask was to make sure I was protecting him. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think more people are coming around to that right now, especially when it, it comes to the masks that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, even if you wore a mask into a store, people like would steer clear of you thinking you were, you, you were contagious. But yeah. now one of the best feelings to me, like I kind of am getting this feeling like we're one big team right now. Like people are, you, if you're on the team, you are on the team. And like something that feels good to me is if, you know, tons of people are walking. It's gorgeous here right now. That's how people get out. And when you're walking and you're wearing a mask and you look at each other in the eye and then you take a wide berth around each other and wave. I, it's just, it feels, it feels like, yeah, you know, I got you, you got me, we're in it, we're doing it. And it just feels good. I, I feel exactly the same way. I think there's a greater awareness and connectivity, we're being more deliberate in our interactions with each other because they're limited and it's limited what we can do. And it's really causing me to sit back and think about where I'm at in the world, my space, how I'm living my life, but also how I'm creating meaningful interaction with other people. And I, you know, we were talking before, I'm an introvert. I'm fine with never leaving my house. But I'm also aware that when I'm out there walking the dog or doing what I need to do at the grocery store or whatever, I want the impact I'm having to be a safe and encouraging one for everyone else that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that too, acting deliberately. And I was in the grocery store a couple of weeks ago and um, I came around the corner and there was a guy headed to the same uh, Brussels sprouts as I oh. was. Yeah. I mean, who knew everybody, there was a run on Brussels sprouts. If the world's going to end, you got to have the sprouts. <laughs> I was rounding the corner to get to the sprouts and he was too. And he had a big, this was before we were masking, he had a big smile on his face, he backed way off, he let me go first, and he, he essentially hollered at me um, for a conversation while he was standing 10 or 15 feet away, and it's a guy who never would have talked to me or noticed me before, mm -hmm. um, and it was such a kind gesture for him to back up, but to also do it with humor, I felt better about 
people, you know, I felt better about the world. This is tricky, but I'm hoping that we can understand that we are all in the same spot. This is the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how, what race you are, how much knowledge and education you have. This is it. Now, there is a certain amount of privilege that comes. I'm sitting in a comfortable home. Yes. I'm able to stay safe. Um, my food source isn't compromised. There is a store that still has Brussels sprouts. Yes. So I realized that there's a certain degree of privilege. Um, and having said that, uh, I can get just as sick as the next guy and I'm doing everything I can to make sure you don't. And I think, I think in this day and age, that is a kind of kindness. How else is it showing up for you or not? Again, I've had to reframe, you know, what kindness looks like. And for me, it's again, like we've talked about, it's, it's the medium to little things. So the medium kind of size things, grocery shopping for my mother-in-law. Um, we did serve some meals for a local charity or boxed meals. I shouldn't say we boxed them. And, and those sort of things are the things that um, would usually typically come to mind, but we have continued to do that kind of thing. But it's just like the little things that I see, like, um, you know, I walk, like I said, all the time, but seeing chalk notes on driveways, like yeah, that's cool. say stay positive or I wasn't feeling great a couple of weeks ago and a friend just dropped off some homemade soup on my doorstep. Um, it's just little things like that. Um, one thing I've personally done is I have canceled, this is big, I've canceled my gym membership, not just mm. froze it, but I canceled it, and I canceled a, a subscription I had to this chocolate company, and I'm taking that money, what? and I'm, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, and you know, we're fine, but I'm tightening up my belt, but what I want to be able to do is pay my cleaning person, mm -hmm. um, even though she's not coming, and so I'm just kind of trying to find ways where I can simplify my life and give to people who are struggling more than I am. So those are the kind of things where I'm kind, you know, I'm just noticing, I'm noticing. I would never really occurred to me to give those things up, or maybe I would have never seen the chalkboard or the chalk note on the driveway, you know, but you, you just become more aware during these times. Yeah, it's a good time to pay attention. And when you are paying attention, amazing things show up and we are slowing down in a way where we can feel that amazingness and we can savor that. And I think that's, uh, we know that savoring, I've talked about it on the show before, is one way where when we practice savoring every day, it, it actually changes the negativity bias in our brain. So we're able to see more positives in our lives. So I think that's a good thing any, anyway. But when you notice an act of kindness, between whether it's something you do, something that's done for you, or if you're watching other people exchange kindnesses, we benefit equally. Take a minute and notice that and bring that attention in and remember that and, and feel that emotion. And not only will the kind act spread make you feel better in the moment, but it'll help us rewire that negativity bias. And maybe we'll come out of this being a little more evolved and a little more positive. And, and that's, I guess, too, the, the, the thing where I find that the kindness means so much right now, no matter what you do, is because we're all feeling some 
fear or uncertainty. And, and that can make being kind more of a challenge. So when you see it, it almost means more because you know that that might be hard for that person to do right now. Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, I think what we can remember is that kindness is a choice. It's a choice that I make. Nobody has to deserve it. You don't have to earn it. It's not a reward I'm giving you for being a good person. It's a choice for me to make and I can give it out whenever I feel like and things aren't exactly how I want them either. You know, I'm, I'm locked indoors with a teenage girl and she would like her hair to be blue and um, she would also like not to be with me every second although she's been amazing I have to say she would like to not be with me every second and I'm working full-time um, doing some crisis communications and other things for businesses that are on the front lines of this they're healthcare people and uh, it's not an ideal time and it is what we have so when we can remain patient, when we can remain tolerant, things aren't going how I want. Not everybody's going to do it my way. I don't have to snap about that. I don't have to judge. I can give people the benefit of the doubt. I honestly believe, like the teachers, I honestly believe everyone is absolutely doing the best they can. We've never done this before, none of us. So we're in a role, uh, some of us with younger kids, even younger than me. I mean, there, there's, you know, friends of mine have babies and elementary school kids that are just learning to read and require a different kind of attention. But we're all learning. And give yourself a break as a parent and as a teacher and as a spouse and as a worker who's now working at home or as a person who's budgeting your household expenses a different way because people have been laid off or whatever. We will figure it out, but that patience is a kindness too because this is something we haven't had much time to get skilled at. I've never parented a teenager through a pandemic, so I got a few things to learn. And fortunately, we can give each other that kind of patience to learn it. We can show some grace. We can share some humor, right? And we can laugh at ourselves when we just totally screwed it up. And, um, and when we can do that for ourselves, I think we can do it better for other people. And we must, because guess what? We're all on an equal playing field here. And my ability to get through this is dependent on your ability to get through this. Yes, to stress the point, to show compassion for yourself when you don't handle something well. Right. And my little example is, you know, I'm very grateful to have my son home from college. You know, I, I was missing him a lot. I was worried about him. He's home, but he's difficult. He's 19. And I'd walked into the kitchen and stepped smack dab into some nice juicy pomegranate seeds spread all over my kitchen floor. And I look up and he's just sitting there at the counter eating his snack. And I just lost my shit. Like I just went off. Like I haven't gone off like that in a couple of years. And I just, I, I had to go take a big fat timeout. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to, you know, our relationship, we worked so hard on it. I can't believe I just went off on him like that. But I had just, you know, the tension just built enough. And that was the, the thing that sent me over the edge. And Actually, he came to me and apologized first. But, you must um, have scared him there, huh? 
but yeah, I think we're both like, oh God, we've been here before and we don't want to go back there. But, right. um, you know, to just be able to say, okay, you know, that was a moment and, um, you know, just I had to give myself some grace on it and be, you know, be mindful that perhaps going off on your child over pomegranate seeds on the floor, maybe not the best choice. We need to pass some grace. And that goes for the people too that aren't staying home or wearing masks. Think of others before you go out. Is this something that is going to hurt others? Because we don't want to be that person. I have had this conversation with other people where, speaking of kindness, where they're doing great things. They're, they're donating money to food banks that really are in short supply right now. Um, they are homeschooling their kids. They're working full time and they don't feel like they're doing enough. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that's real. We're very hard on ourselves, you know, about not giving enough, about not being that person. We feel guilty for not doing more, especially when we do have a roof over our heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this came up at a topic in a meeting I was in recently is, you know, this wears on people in different ways. So even, even if you're, even if you're not doing all those things you just mentioned and you're feeling guilty because you're not, it doesn't even matter the circumstance. I think that we, to be aware that this is emotionally and physically draining and that there are days you just may not have it in you to do anything. Is there a way to just be okay with doing nothing? Yes, you know I'm a pro at that. <laughs> of course there is. Get mad, settle in. You know, I think the thing to remember is we have nothing if we're not taking care of ourselves. Stress depletes us. It raises our inflammation levels. It defeats our immune system. The one thing we need right now is an immune system that is full on functioning. If you are wearing yourself out, doing too much, feeling guilty, not doing anything well, feeling stressed by that, you're more likely to get sick. We can't afford that. What we're trying to do together as a team, as a global team, is to keep from spreading this virus. So Mm -hmm. spread the kindness. Take care of yourself first, right? Allow yourself time to settle into the new normal. We got a ways to go in this. You'll have time to figure it out. But let's settle in. And then do acts of kindness that feel good to you and feel good to others, right? It works both ways. One of the things that comes from kindness and one of the reasons it spreads is because we get what's called a helper's high when we give to somebody else. It changes the biochemistry in our body. Our blood pressure drop, our heart rate drops. We feel happier when we are kind. If you are doing something that is causing you stress, then that is not a kind act. The benefit is you're doing something that makes you feel good and makes somebody else feel good too. Mm -hmm. So if you're not taking care of your family, but you're doing really good for the guy down the street, that's not it because you're Mm -hmm. actually doing harm to your family, right? So start at home. I feel like it's an act of kindness that I am freaking making a good dinner every night. Hello, people, mm-hmm. every night. I feel like I'm really creative in the way I'm teaching my daughter right now, and we're having some fun. I feel like that's an act of kindness, and that's what I can do right now. I also can write a check right now. Some people can, some people can't. 
that's okay. There's no right or wrong ways. It's about giving from yourself something that sincerely is, is a talent, a, a money, a, a, something that means something to you. But you don't have to sacrifice to do that. I am not going to give all my family's food money to the food bank. Mm-hmm. I give what I can. And that feels yeah. good to me. Yeah. And just along those lines, when you're somebody like me who has some free time on their hands, you feel like you have to fill it with something because you're like, oh my God, I have all this time. And I ended up, instead of spending time with my son who was holed up in his room for hours, I mean, he, I easily could have engaged him in something. I ended up spending two hours washing the walls of my bedroom. And I'm like, why? Like, why am I going to get a medal at the end of this because my closets are organized and my walls are washed? Or is this a perfect time to, to do something different? Like find something different to do with my 16 year old or, or, or just something different. And uh, that can be conscious kindness. I think it's a great way to teach kids right now. Um, because first of all, everybody wants to feel like they're making a contribution in the world. And we all feel greater purpose and meaning when we feel like we have something of value to give. Um, one of the approaches I took to this is uh, there's a rehabilitation and nursing home down the street from us. So there's people that are in quarantine there and they will be for months even after this is over because they're frail and they're elderly and they're at high risk. And so, um, you know, we've been sending cards and letters to the people there. And I helped create a structure with my daughter, but I let her take it on. I have to work and I let her take it on. She assigned people to write those letters. She found people to do it. And that was part of her schooling. The writing is good practice, thinking about what she needs to put in, addressing the envelopes, doing that kind of thing. But it also taught her about how good it feels to give back. And mm-hmm. um, that was a win-win for all of us. She felt like she's contributed something big to this effort to help people. And uh, we did help people. And so I think there's all kinds of ways. It doesn't have to look the way it does when we're out running to the movies and eating out all the time. You don't have to leave an extra big tip, but you might be able to pay your cleaning lady or pick up a gift card from the pizza store you used to go to all the time so that they have some resources. Now you might be able to send a postcard to the nursing home or have your kids sweep the neighbor neighbor's porch down the street or mow the man's yard whatever it is there are fine there are ways we can use this as instruction to remind each other that we're in this together and kindness makes a big difference not only in the giving but in the receiving but again find your comfort zone it doesn't have to be everything all the time and you don't want to take the opportunity from somebody else we all need to feel good about how we're existing today in this world and and kindness is the way to do it and everybody needs it you you know everybody needs to be on the receiving end as well as the giving end right now and so just just make it make it a conscious effort to do something little every day simply start today (gasps) don't you think sorry yes no do i i I, well i had just read this article i didn't know i was going to do the simply start today i just read this article recently and this person that i should have written down the author's name just made a list of little things like little things he could do um and he just picks one every day 
and makes a conscious effort to go to out and do that, whether it be thanking the, the cashier at the grocery store for being there or, you know, picking up groceries for somebody. They're just these little things. And you're like, okay, today I'm going to do that. And I'm like, done. Brain, you know, he feels good. They feel good. And it's simple. It's simple. Simply start. And I'm going to include that as a simply nifty too, because I think this is an active thing. Kindness is not something we talk about. It's something in the doing. So today, simply start by making your list. Brainstorm. Simply start. Be silly. Be fun. Be creative. Make a list of the things that you could do to share kindness. And simply nifty, do one a day, right? One, one a day. A day. We could do that, right? And I just to, can I circle back on our last podcast real quick? Circle back. So in the last podcast, I had talked about putting teddy bears in a window. Yeah. And so I, you know, I have, I've had the teddy bear up for a few weeks. And uh, last weekend, I was out for a walk and my neighbor down the street who has a special needs daughter came up to me and she's like, your teddy bear in the window has made my daughter so happy. We walk down and visit it every day. And I, it made my whole weekend. When she said those words, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. I'm like, boom. The things that are little to you are usually huge to someone else. Yep. Right. Don't forget the power we have as individuals to turn this thing around. If we're going to be indoors, it doesn't mean we have to be alone. And kindness is contagious. We can offset this virus with something bigger and something better. Let's do it. Simply start, make your list. And simply nifty is the practice. Do one a day. And uh, we'll be back here next week. Sherry, you can find Sherry at skinny-truth.com. And I'm Polly at on Twitter at PL Campbell and on Facebook at Polly Campbell author. Sign up for the newsletter there. Buy the book, How to Live an Awesome Life. I talk a lot more about kindness. I think it's pretty basic and it makes both people feel good, you and the person who's on the receiving end. And be kind to yourself today too. This is a choice. And in the best way, it fills up both people. And when we do it right, it spreads all over the land and that will help us live well, do good and be happy. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.